welcome, welcome to another episode of Weekly Roundup with Ricky. This is episode 33. You guys know the drill. We're going to start off with our project updates, and I got some really good ones for you today. Then we're going to jump into the market, and there's there's so much going on there as well. So this should be a good one. Um, starting off with project updates, want to make sure everybody knows we have been doing uh, the timed pre-sale opening and closing every week on Thursdays. So tomorrow we're going to open up pre-sale again. You'll be able to grab your new Leons from phase two for 0.05 ETH. That is going to keep going. We're going to keep doing this until we mint out phase two. Again, we're in no rush to mint out phase two. So there's no FOMO. There's nothing. Whenever you're able to DCA, do your thing. The, again, not financial advice, just uh, letting you guys know that'll be an option tomorrow. Um, then the next thing we want to look at is actual project updates. So a lot of things are happening. If you noticed, Alex and Antonio have been MIA for the past week. They try to come in whenever possible, but here's what's been going on. And this is something that should be very exciting. Um, as you remember, we had been waiting on our legal team, which is Leaks, L-E-A-X. It is one of the most premier law firms in Switzerland, and we are partnering with them for our company creation. Uh, we have received our legal opinion from Leaks after some back and forth with them over the past few weeks. We're happy to let you know that the SRO license that we're trying to go after is going to let us operate our business without sacrificing any of the activities that we want to do. So what are these activities? It will be issuing of security tokens for our clients, custodying our client security tokens, creating a peer-to-peer -peer market on a bulletin board sort of display. So all of those things were very important for a business and uh, we'll be able to do that under that license. So that is that is huge news. Um, again, if you remember yesterday, I posted on one of the uh, uh, one of the comments, one of the comments of um, somebody in Twitter stating how how ahead of our time we are. We could possibly be one of the only uh, Web3 projects out there that are genuinely looking for regulatory clarity in a world of irregular clarity. Like there's no clarity in the US. We know that for sure. So we're trying our level best. We have the right licenses. We have got the right legal team. Everything we're doing is so meticulously planned out. I don't know a lot of NFT projects that, that approach things like that. So the... The philosophy behind that is we don't approach it like an NFT project. We approach this like a genuine business. When you do things like that and carry the community along with that, you build the best Web3 project. That's kind of the philosophy behind how we're approaching TCFX, how we honestly build MetaLeon Society. So everything we're going to be doing, it's going to be based on that ethos of building value. And when you build the right amount of value, long-term value persists and the people that believe in you get the best outcome out of that of that and that's that's the best outcome that we want for everybody so uh super happy that the sro license is going to let us do everything that we're looking forward to doing um some of the things um that we need to keep in mind that we need to do 
asked to be a compliant financial intermediary with the SRO license in Switzerland uh, are as follows. Uh, we'll be able to hold our clients' funds in a deposit account during the crowdfunding operations uh, for a maximum of 60 days, which I think is a good enough time period. Uh, crowd equity operations um, will be able to pretty much that's an unlimited amount because of the license. Um, and if we don't establish a prospectus, it'll be limited to about 8 million uh, Swiss francs. Um, so still pretty high limit for both. Uh, capital lending, again, an unlimited amount if the bond if the bonds are part of the global loan that includes uniform terms and we feature it uh, on TCFX website. If we don't, then it's about a million Swiss francs, which is again, pretty high. Um, next piece of news, again, that was pretty exciting stuff that um, on the legal side, things are moving forward again. As you know, legal things can take a little bit of time, even though if you remember, Alex and Tony have been doing a lot of work. Um, and ju just want to let <laughs> just want to let everybody know if you've worked with a lawyer before, especially on things like this, things don't move this fast. And you know, this is not coming at the cost of quality because Alex and Tony have been working tirelessly for the past few months um to get some of the groundwork done so some of the collaboration they've been having with the legal team has been very productive because um, they have already done some of the homework that usually the legal team tells the business owners to kind of do when they have that collaboration so this is why preparation is so important guys in life and in business so i'm proud of alex antonio for moving forward with that um then the next piece, which I was personally very excited about, was the meeting with Michelle Knazinski. Again, he is our advisor. He's basically uh, a legend in the Web3, not the Web3, but legend in the crowdfunding Web2 space. Um, he's one of the founders of WeSeed, again, reminder, one of the largest crowdfunding platforms in the world. Um, Alex Antonio wanted to go visit him, but again, in the interest of saving costs, they did not. They had an online meeting. They had a very productive four-hour-long meeting. And if you want to go check out a screenshot of the meeting, <laughs> um, if you look at Michelle's face, he seems really happy with the meeting. So that's a good sign. Um, so what happened with that meeting? Um, they collaborated on... A lot of aspects which I shared last week. And Michelle also pointed out that he is um, targeting the Swiss market for TCFX and he wants to um, help raise funds for TCFX so that they can bootstrap and uh, just hit the ground running. Um, we're also be able to meet with him and his associates in the near future. And we're going to keep everybody up to date how that goes. Again, having somebody like that behind uh, TCFX is such a huge benefit. Uh, basically, it puts a badge of honor on the project and puts a badge of validity. And also, what, what can you say? Just makes us stand apart from the other projects in the market. Even though we don't have much competition, but um, it's still important to be not only first to the market, but also have that um, that good reputation 
in Web2 because Web2 kind of works like that. It depends on reputation and everything. So it's good to have Michel alongside us on this journey. And he really believes in the project and the founders and what they've built. So um, super exciting. Um, some of the important other important things that we need to be thinking about in related to, in relationship to the company creation uh alex antonio are going to be signing the instrumentation of the company with the notary on wednesday so that potentially will be happening today at some point um or might have happened already since switzerland is ahead of us so uh it it shouldn't take about two weeks uh, for the Chamber of Commerce to officially register TCFX. If you remember, the funds have already been transferred. So we're just waiting on the Chamber of Commerce to validate those funds and make sure that we're ready to go. And once we're registered, we should be looking good there. Uh, for the SRO license, um, we have received an offer from JB, which is going to be our uh the party that we're collaborating with for that. Uh, it should not take more than three months to acquire the license once we're officially registered. Uh, so registration should take about two weeks and then after three months after that, we should have the license. Uh, we'll usually try to confront offers to get the best deal possible. So um, hopefully we get that soon at the best price possible. So that is exciting stuff. Next piece, which is very important, is our first clients when the business is up and running. So um, again, reminder, we've already been contacted by a couple companies that are interested in leveraging TCFX to raise some funds. Uh, we're exploring other options of investor acquisition. So we need to we need to do both things, right? We need to have people raising funds of the platform, but we also need to have investors. And again, just a reminder, if, if and when our Leon family members want to participate in some of these businesses and, and help raise funds and be part of the fundraising side of things, you will have premium and priority access because you own Leon. So that's, that's the benefit you get there in TCFX. So not only just the revenue uh, with the legendaries and the historics, you also get a premium access and good, good discounts on pricing and fees um on providing your funds so what we're doing on that side of things we're um as a reminder there's already a strategy under works and there's also a slide deck and a investor deck being worked on so that they can have those conversations with people that want to um, provide funds to these businesses through our platform so that's again in another incredible week of updates for the project side of things. If you're not bullish, I don't know when you're going to be. If you're bullish, I don't know when you're going to be more bullish because seriously, literally every week we're make, making moves. Like it's insane. No matter what the market's doing, we have potentially stopped looking. I mean, I've never looked at prices of uh, the crypto market, but again, Alex Antonio personally never cared. Uh, when you're trying to build something big, you don't you don't worry about small things like market prices and stuff like that. Nothing like that stops us. Uh, we know we're here to build value. We know we're building something amazing. And I've already shared over the past few months how literally every business and every big company in Web2 or uh, hedge funds, they're all looking at tokenization. Governments are looking at tokenization. Told you about Bank of England looking at tokenization last week. So if you're not hearing about tokenization, literally... Um, just start Googling about it. 
it's you'll find every big company is looking into it. So um, having the first mover advantage in the space is going to mean a lot and having the right connections is going to mean a lot. So based out of Switzerland and everything compliant and it, it's just crazy how well we're positioned to take on this market. So um, just just honestly, you should be very, very proud of yourself for being here, for being educated, for learning continuously, asking good questions. And just all the support that the Leon family has shown over the over the over the year, we're getting pretty close to um, uh, one year anniversary. So I can't tell you how excited we are uh, once we get there together. Um, it'll be a huge feat because I've seen projects be around for for two years and nothing to show for the roadmap. And look at us—we're not even a complete year in, and so much we've accomplished together. Um, on the community side and on, on the discord side of things on the on the project side of things um, it, it's incredible it makes me very proud to uh, call Leon family my home because it's proven time and again that we're we're something different if you have if you don't see the difference in who we are like we are miles apart from everybody out there it's it's incredible so uh, very proud of everybody moving along to the market updates again Reminder about the market updates. I know things have been a little gloomy over the past few weeks, and I, I try to close out things with positive things. But you know me; I'm no, I'm not a person that's going to sugarcoat the bad things. My job is not to make you feel good. My job is to make you be good. When I say make you be good, my job is to make sure that you are in a good position. So if I hide the good, if I hide the bad news and I don't tell you what's bad that's going on, you're not going to be positioning yourself accordingly. So the risk reward ratio is always there in the crypto market, but it's your job to make sure that you are positioned for the long term. You don't paper hands. And my job to bring all the bad news whenever I can in a, in a way that is just news, there's no emotions in it, it's just what's going on in the market, is to make sure that you're ready to go. And those of the people that are trying to ignore the bad news and either are trying to play on the emotions of people, make you feel bad about the bad news, like, oh, you should sell right now. Crypto is going to zero. Even those kind of people, just ignore them. They're not there for you. They don't want you to succeed. They just want you to do what they want you to do. It's how the crypto market is manipulated. Um, so all, if you're paying attention to what I've been telling you on a weekly basis, you should be in a very good position and good position for the long term and seeing where the capital is flowing. So um, I'm gonna start us off again uh, with uh, something that's happening in the banking sector that has been happening all, with all the banking collapses. First Republic Bank, if you remember, uh, a lot of banks, I believe about, a, a, about 11 banks together put together a $30 billion rescue package about a couple weeks or three weeks ago uh, to protect the bank from uh, going under. Um, that's kind of falling apart because the First Republic Bank has went public last night uh, claiming that over $100 billion have been withdrawn from the bank. Again, a massive bank run on that bank because just people are losing uh, trust in the banking system and especially the smaller banks. So what's happened because of that is that their stock price has kind of plummeted 50% and over yesterday it fell another 40%. So at this point, uh, if you look at the graph, it's something I think I shared on Twitter as well. If you hide the name of the bank on the top left and you ask someone if this, this is crypto or a traditional stock, 
they will honestly say this is some shit coin. And it's honestly the graph of the first national, first Republic bank. And it's kind of sad to see that it's just one wick straight down. And this is just a reminder that people that think that their money's safe in the traditional banking system. And again, this is not, again, don't think of it as a way like, oh, Reiki told me to take out all my money from the bank and put it under my mattress. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're watching traditional banking fall apart in front of our eyes. And some of these banks have been very cocky over the last hundred years. Like um, Suisse, uh, Credit Suisse was a bank that denied Cardano banking, claiming that they have a reputation to protect. And they have been around for 150 years making fun of Cardano. Well, guess what? Cardano blockchain is still functioning and Credit Suisse has gone under. So just a reminder, life needs to be lived with humility. You need to be humble to sustain. You need to be understanding of the changing times and you need to adapt to the changing times like the Leon family. If you cannot adapt to the changing times and you sit on your high horse and you just say you've been around for a while, being around doesn't mean anything. If tomorrow we stop working on TCFX and MetaLeon Society and all we post on Twitter is that we have been around, that's going to mean nothing. Someone else is going to take over the industry and take over everything. So I love that we are in the era of um, if you work on something and you build something good, people are going to follow. I really like that because that just leads to a better market, more competency in the market, and that would lead to long-term success and long-term stability in the market. And that is exactly what we need. A lot of these banks have been making really bad decisions and very have been very much leveraging the fractional banking reserve system. And that kind of doesn't work in today's times because guess what? People can take out their money from their banks whenever they want. They don't have to go into a physical branch, fill out some paperwork, and then get a clerk to give their cash back to them. They can transfer their money whenever they want from the comfort of their bed if they wanted to with their phones. So fractional reserve banking is kind of falling apart and banks are starting to see that. And it's just such a good use case for crypto because um, stable coins are always one-to-one -one backed. And, and I know something happened with USDC with, and <laughs> the demise of USDC was, and it was only depegged for like four days. And it happened because a traditional bank was falling apart, not because there's something wrong with USDC. So just a reminder, if you have money in banks, just, just make sure that you have diversified yourself. You don't have just one bank account. Try to make a few and uh, spread your money apart, uh, in, in them. Um, just make sure that it's under the FDIC insurance. I don't know if the FDIC is uh, unlimited at this point. I know they were talking about it. Uh, but just to be safe, I think it's $250,000 per account. So just spread out your money in different accounts. So um, just to be safe. So with that, um, the, another, uh, the other part of the market that I've been covering is Operation Choke Point 2.0. So what is Operation Choke Point? The government trying to choke hold crypto and prevent crypto from getting access to tr traditional banking. Um, Coinbase kind of went on the offensive. This is good news, guys. Coinbase has had enough. Coinbase has basically given the middle finger to the SEC at this point. So I'm going to give you a whole rundown of what basically happened. So the highlight says that Coinbase has sued SEC. But what people are 
failing to see is what I just noticed. And this is why you need to listen to the weekly roundup because I give you the, the good and dirty on the behind the scenes and what goes on. Coinbase has played such a master, uh, master stroke and I'm so proud of them because the timeline of how they decided to do things is just incredible. You can see that there's some six headed people like just working crazy hard at Coinbase. So what happened at Coinbase? So SEC sent a Wells notice to Coinbase about a month ago claiming that they're going to be looking into them, which is a nice way to say that they're going to sue them for potentially selling unregistered securities. And what is a Wells notice? A Wells notice is basically something a government agency, specifically SEC, I think, has to give to a company before they sue them. So they have to give them a Wells notice stating why they're suing them. And SEC's Wells notice was so vague and the Coinbase lawyer tweeted about it and he said, there's no actionable thing in that Wells notice. They just say that they think they're selling unregistered securities, but they fail to name any of them. And uh, the reason why they think they're unregistered securities, that was the first sign that the SEC was being intellectually dishonest there. So uh, we all know where the SEC lies, like on, on the scale of intellect and on the scale of honesty. So not it was not a shocker to me. Here's the masterstroke, though. Knowing that SEC will potentially sue them in a month, uh, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, he went to the UK and then he took a picture with the government agency there and he praised them for the regulatory clarity for crypto, hinting for the first time that the Coinbase company is ready to move its headquarters out of the United States if the hostile uh, nature of SEC continues and the government, honestly. Second, Coinbase announces that it has secured um, license in Ber Bermuda to operate a derivative exchange. And then the biggest masterstroke right after that um, was Coinbase has filed a lawsuit against the SEC. And what specifically they filed is called a writ of mandamus. So if you don't know what a writ of mandamus is, it is a legal term of basically going to the courts to complain about a government agency that refuses to do its job. So basically it's take <laughs> Coinbase took, uh, took, uh, SEC to the principal's office. <laughs> so that was kind of nice to see that, uh, Coinbase is going on the offensive. They, they're done. You can see that they're so frustrated and they were able to file this because they gave SEC a list of things where they asked for their clarity, basically a yes or no and about 200 questions related to the crypto industry. And they sent it to them about last year. Um, and SEC hasn't responded to it ever since. So that gives them enough space to say to the court that, hey, we gave them enough time. One year time should be enough for them to give some sort of response. They haven't responded at all. Forget about saying, oh, we need more time. So there's SEC getting dragged into court for doing their job. Um, and this is all being done to expose the SEC in front of the government because Gary Gensler has been going around claiming that, oh, the rules are so clear. They're so clear. You should come in and register. And the reality is he wants you to come in and register. And there's no registration process because the process is 100 years old. 
security laws that are applying that Gary Gensler is applying right now are hundred years old. Who knew hundred years ago that crypto is going to be a thing? They didn't even know internet's going to be a thing. So um, it's pretty clear that he wants you to come in. He gets all the information from the company and then uses the information to sue that company. So it's basically a mafia-like approach. Everybody knows it is, knows it at this point. So this was a very, very smart move by Coinbase to expose the hypocrisy of the SEC to the government and to the people. There's also a another uh, another thing that Coinbase is doing. They partnered with Git um, Git Grants um, to release a free NFT on the Ethereum chain. It's a, it's a Shield NFT. So if you mint that free NFT. I think I retweeted that on my Twitter. If you meant that, um, it says that you support crypto in the US or around the world. There's about 25,000 that have been minted so far. Um, and people have been putting those shields on their Twitter accounts uh, to show support for crypto. And government agencies are going to be taking a look at that stuff because they've got their eyes on Coinbase. So they're watching their Twitter accounts. So they'll be able to see these shields pop up left and right. So. Good job. I think uh, everybody should be proud of Coinbase for going on the offensive against the SEC. Enough is enough. Um, SEC is not formidable. Mark Cuban defeated them in the past. Um, they're definitely a corrupt organization, in my personal humble opinion. Um, based on everything that I've seen so far, and um, following the lawsuit that they lawsuits that they fa uh, filed, especially the lawsuit against Library that they won, and the lawsuit against Ripple that is still going on. And this lawsuit that they filed against Coinbase, all of them are just intellectually dishonest. All the arguments that they have are just are are plain sight stupid or they don't make any sense. So um, next up is CDBC and uh, CBDC and government news updates. So I have been keeping a good eye on the digital yuan because that's just contrasting what's going on in the in the West and how far ahead China is getting. I shared some updates on added utility on um, the digital yuan last week. Another week and another new utility. Uh, the Chinese government is basically now um, looking into using the digital yuan um, to pay the salaries of its public servants. So that's something um, any institutions that are state owned, uh, the compensation would be optional in the digital yuan and as you know china it's probably going to be become compulsory in a few months uh, so people are already starting to get their salaries and that's not it another big piece of news is the chinese government is going to be so there's an, a big initiative that they're working on for the past decade and i think it's planned to be done by 2030 it's called the belt and road initiative so it's the trade it's the trade uh, regulation or the trade s strategy that China has, both on the road and and the shipment side of things. So ports and roads, any business that China does with any of its allies or any of the any of the business co-partners, which is practically the world, China does business with everybody. Um, they are planning on integrating the digital yuan to pay for the trades or, or even accept trades uh, with Europe at this point. So the digital yuan is getting tons and tons of adoption. I don't consider it's a good thing because I, I just know where the, where the Chinese uh, 
party, the CCP, where the loyalty of the party lies. It just likes to control things. So not a big fan, but it's interesting to see that they're just moving forward with the digital yuan and integrating it to literally every form of business that they do. So interesting things happening there. Um, staying in the same subcontinent, Russia's financial uh, finance minister has come out and publicly stated that the new payment system that Russia is working on um, to, to be able to do business and be very self-reliant in terms of payments, as you know, uh, because of the U.S. sanctions, uh, MasterCard and Visa stopped processing transactions in Russia about a year ago. Um, so Russia has been working on a new finance uh, financial system uh, for payments. And the Russian finance minister has come out and said the new payment system will allow, and this is an exciting piece, unrestricted use of cryptocurrencies for cross-border payments. I'm going to say that again, unrestricted use of cryptocurrencies for cross-border payments. Again, that doesn't mean that only crypto is going to be used for that payment system. It just means that crypto is going to be one of the options supported in that payment system. And as you know, uh, Russia has been working on upping its Bitcoin mining business. So uh, they're number two, I think, right now next to the U.S. in Bitcoin mining hash rate provided. Um, so good news for Russia. They are seeing that an open financial system is good for everybody. So integrating crypto is a smart move. Um, some bad news coming out of the Binance Voyager acquisition. So Voyager was one of the companies that went down when Terra Luna went down and FTX went down and Celsius went down. It was another lending platform that went bankrupt with the market downturn. Binance was trying to acquire the assets of Voyager just to make the customers whole so that um, to keep some goodwill in the market. It was supposed to be a $1 billion acquisition. And guess what? The deal fell apart, not because Binance didn't want to go through with the deal, not that the judge was trying to stop it, not that Voyager didn't want the deal. SEC that had nothing to do with the deal comes in and basically stops the deal. The judge had formally told SEC that you can't do this and judge asked Binance to move forward, but SEC stayed persistent and kept saying that Voyager has some unregistered securities that they're selling. Again, when they were asked what those were, they, they did not say anything. And the deal has fallen apart. Guess who's the biggest loser in this deal? Not Binance, not Voyager. It's the consumers. It's the very people that the SEC, that Gary Gensler has sworn to protect. And those people were protected by Gary Gensler once again and they will not get money and they'll not get this deal because Gary claimed that they have potentially sold unregistered securities. So if you can understand my frustration in my voice, it's sad when a government agency whose job is to protect the investors does the complete opposite. Um, some hope though is if you look at Voyager's account, I retweeted what they, uh, what they posted about what's going to happen now is they're going to work with the judge to move forward and basically give two options to the con consumers that had their funds stuck on Voyager. They'll have the option to get money back in crypto or, or in cash, and they'll be able to do that through the app, I believe. Don't quote me on this. Just, just go check out Voyager's Twitter account or see my list of tweets, my personal account. You'll see it. 
Um, so sorry to hear about anybody who has their funds on Voyager. It might not be a one-to-one, -one, probably not going to be a one-to-one -one return since the company went bankrupt. But if you get anything back, it's good. It's better than nothing. So um, moving along, some good news to close out things. It's adoption news. So um, data from Glassnode, which is a big uh, blockchain analytics company, has shown that Bitcoin Lightning Network is about a thousand times cheaper than MasterCard and Visa uh, transactions. So um, sub-penny transactions to send about $30,000, $40,000, it's kind of a huge deal. It's amazing. So um, this only comes to show that once uh, we keep building out the network, we keep building out the technology, we keep bringing in these upgrades, um, crypto is going to be ready for the mainstream adoption. Right now, if uh, 400, 500 million people come to any one chain, we all know it's unsustainable. Um, but that's okay. We're growing. We are so much ahead that we were just five years ago. Five years from now, I just feel we're just going to, most mainstream apps are going to have some sort of Web3 aspect to it or some sort of blockchain technology that they're going to be being powered by. Um, so good news from Glassnode and good for Bitcoin because a lot of people, a lot of governments are falling apart. Argentina is another country that is hyperinflated at this point. Um, having people be able to transfer value peer to peer to each other, to their family, to their loved ones without needing an intermediary. It's so necessary in today's times because you, you just don't know who to trust. And having this independent financial system that is non-corrupt and doesn't care who you are. You can send value from anywhere to anybody. It's just such a uplifting thing to know about. So um, good for uh, Bitcoin Network and the Lightning Network. Next piece of news is coming out of Google. Uh, Google's uh, subsidiary, which is not subsidiary, but, but uh, one of the businesses is Google Cloud, which is its cloud, cloud computing platform. It has announced that it's opening its cloud startup grant program which was pretty much open to just Web 2, they're opening up to Web 3. And some of the partners that they have are Aptos, Celio, Solana Foundation, HBAR Foundation, and NIR. All of these blockchain uh, foundations have come together to put together a total of a million dollars in grants for Web3 developers to bootstrap their technology and use Google Cloud as the, as the infrastructure to build out those technologies. Again, this is going to be amazing for adoption because the grant is, I believe, open to everybody in the world. And if you have a good project and you want to, you need infrastructure support, Google Cloud is going to be there for you. Um, so people will be able to bootstrap their uh, Web3 applications and build it on top of these amazing partners that they have. Um, super exciting. I, I want to see what Web3 projects come out of this grant um, that they just put out. Talking about payment systems, Visa has announced that they are looking for software engineer positions. Uh, they're trying to fulfill software engineering positions, specifically in the domain of stablecoin settlements on blockchains. And I believe uh, the senior executive posted on Twitter that they are working on a new roadmap for the stablecoin settlement project. As you know, for the past, I believe a couple weeks ago or two, three weeks ago, I shared that Visa is working on a settlement program um, so that, for example, if you want to get a USD for your USDC, you could settle it uh, using Ethereum on top of Visa's network. So 
Uh, MasterCard is also working on something similar. So Visa showing that they're very serious about their Web3 integrations and working with blockchains to settle real-time value. Moving on to Solana Labs. Solana Labs has integrated ChatGPT uh, plugin into Solana blockchain. So what you'll be able to do soon is you'll be able to use ChatGPT to query things on the Solana blockchain. Like you could send an address and get details of the address, like the different tokens on the address. You can look at different transactions. You can post the hash. There's so many things you can do. So good for Solana for integrating into ChatGPT. I think more and more blockchains are going to integrate a more AI on top of their blockchains for more uh, security for the consumers, tracking hackers, things like that. It's just good stuff. Another good piece of news is ARK Invest, which is Kathy Wood's hedge fund, and 21 shares have come together once again. And this will be the third time, by the way. So they they applied for a spot a spot Bitcoin ETF about two times so far to the SEC. And as you know, SECs declined their petition twice at this point. So third time is a charm. They're trying yet again. They have made a few changes and um, their team is very confident it's going to go through this time. Let's hope, fingers crossed. I don't see as long as Gary Gensler is around, I don't see things changing, but who knows? Things might change. And once a spot Bitcoin ETF is approved, it's going to be so good for the market because I think I was talking with uh, Jazzy was around yesterday and we're, we're, we're having a chat. Um, spot ETFs are actually good for the market. Futures ETFs are not because future ETFs are basically making people buy now and get their Bitcoins later. And who knows what the price is going to be later. So it's just not good for the consumer. It's not good for the market. Spot Bitcoin ETFs are the exact same price, like the instant, the very instant when you buy, you get that price for the Bitcoin. So it's just good for the market. Um, I hope it gets approved. Um, that would be really, really good. Now we're going to go on to, uh, to Europe. And Romania's National Institute for Research um, and Development uh, is aiming to drive Web3 adoption um, in the country by launching an in-house non-fungible token trading platform. Just a reminder, um, Romania being uh, in Europe with EU laws being coming out, as you know, EU has uh, passed the Mika law, which is the crypto regulation in EU, which is pretty robust. I had a chance to look through the whole thing. It's amazing how detailed that thing is. There's still a few things that are in the gray area, but it's such a good direction to take with crypto. And <clears throat> Romania working on building an NFT trading platform and driving Web3 adoption with that is just amazing. And I wanted to close out with that, guys. Just a reminder, the reason I close out with the good news is just to remind you that there's so much good happening in the market with no matter how the incumbents try to stop us, they can keep working on it, but you cannot stop innovation. You can slow down innovation, which they've been able to do, but they can't stop it. Technology finds a way. Consumers find the good technology. They start adopting it. And once it's, it's adopted, nobody can do anything about it. And crypto's been doing that. Web3 has been doing that. The adoption is just growing exponentially. The trends are looking incredible. 
we're right on track and still doing better than the internet in terms of adoption. So you should be, you should be very, very proud that you show up day in and day out being bullish in this space. Your bullish sentiment doesn't, shouldn't ever rely on the price movement. It should always rely on what's happening in the industry. If you leave the weekly roundup thinking, oh my God, I love this space, so much incredible things happening, given how the incumbents and try to stop us, it should make you excited. It makes me excited personally. With that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close out things. Uh, I hope each and every one of you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time zone you're in. We are Leon's and we are going to make it. Love you all. Take care and I'll see you next week.